The STEAM podcast has been made for the Junior Cycle Talks podcast channel as part of the STEAM and Junior Cycle initiative. Welcome to the STEAM podcast. In this episode, you will hear from students, teachers and academics on their use, understanding and interpretation of the acronyms STEM and STEAM. We hope that this will allow our listeners to consider their own interpretation of the acronyms and endeavour to develop their own understanding of STEAM learning and STEAM thinking. So first, let's hear from the students. The following sound bites were recorded with junior cycle students from Lusk Community College. Let's hear what they have to say. Okay, what comes into your head when you see the word STEM? Engineering. Your mind. Exactly. When you think about STEM, what do you think about? Technology, engineering, maths and the future. Oh, that's really interesting. Why did you add the future? Because I think everything's going towards being more um, mechanised and like things are changing quite quickly. It's very insightful. Emma, when you hear the word STEM, what do you think of? How do you interpret that? Well, originally, I think the first time I heard STEM was when I was in sixth class and I joined a STEM club. And I started off and I was quite interested in it because it was kind of advertised as a really interesting coding club that I could take part in and start learning. And I think over the years, sometimes STEM has been advertised as kind of a man's subject, but over the years that's really started to change and I want to see that change more. I think STEM is kind of talking about the future and I think women should be really involved in it. Sammy, what do you think when you hear the word or acronym STEM? Like, I think at first I heard it in, like, movies, like, when the smart kids is always, like, doing STEM and, like, I don't know, like, yeah. the smart ones doing the science subjects. But I think everyone can be involved in it if they really want to, and it's not, like, about the most, like, smartest people in the room. Okay, Adam, what do you think when you hear the word STEM or the acronym STEM? Uh, the first thing that comes to my head is STEM cell research. Yeah. And just, it's just kind of not talked about or explained what it is it's just kind of oh do you know about STEM okay. it, it should be like talked about what it really is excellent and Katie STEM what do you think of when you hear the acronym STEM well I know I first heard it in sixth class when my teacher was talking about it, like what subjects we were going to do and like that was like when the acronym was first explained to me and it was always like something I was really interested in and so like all the different subjects in school and what subjects do you associate with STEM uh, science, technology, engineering, art and maths. What do you think the A would stand for? Arts. Arts. When you say arts, what does that mean to you? Kind of like creativity. Brilliant. Art as well. Art. And when I say arts, what does that mean to you? It's the same, creativity. Okay. So what do you think the difference between STEM and STEAM is? So it's more creative and it's more about creating your own thing rather than following a set of rules. Brilliant. Brilliant. The other acronym we have is STEAM, okay? And there is an A there. What do you think, Sammy, the A means? Like arts and creativity in that and that everyone like, can be creative in their own way. Brilliant. Very good. Adam, what do you think the A in STEAM means? Automatical. Okay, very good. And why do you think it means that? Uh, <laughs> the things that go on their own. Yeah, brilliant. Emma, the A in STEAM, what do you think it means or uh, stands for? I believe it stands for art, but I think that it's kind of like bringing in innovation into uh, STEM. So they're talking about bringing in people who have the mind to think, well, 
people have told us that we can't do this but now we can and we believe we can and they're kind of um, bringing people who believe they can solve the world's biggest issues such as climate change and people who think they can do anything so like STEAM is bringing in innovation to Katie, the E, what do you think it means or stands for? Like the arts. Yeah, what so does the like, arts mean? Like creativity and like creating new things and constantly just being able to make new things to like help change the biggest problems we have in the world. Brilliant. Our next set of soundbites come from a cross-section of teachers in attendance at STEAM and Junior Cycle elective events. All recordings were made on-site, at Dublin Zoo and at the Microsoft DreamSpace. The subject areas represented are Science, English, Geography and Math. When you hear the acronym STEM, what do you think of? Science, Technology, Engineering and Maths. Okay, and nothing extra with that? Well, that's, now, that's now the A is added on. Now, after today, maybe you've kind of thought a little yeah. bit more about it. Okay, yeah. super. Um, what do you think the A means? Arts. Arts. We're not trying to catch you out. Oh, right, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, so arts. Is this a test? Yeah, okay, super. When you hear the acronym STEM, what does that make you think of? I think having not attended a workshop before, I would have thought, okay, that's just science. Um, but now having attended the workshop, I kind of think about it more as technology, the world, the universe around us, linked with geography and history and even English and lots of different other subjects as well. So today is a STEAM event as opposed to a STEM event. So what do you think that A that we put in there, what do you think that means? What does it stand for? I think actually adapting the name to be STEAM instead was the reason why I probably attended the workshop in the first place because I kind of thought, oh, there's a space for me now. There's that A element, there's the arts, there's, you know, those other subjects that aren't necessarily science subjects are being included now and it kind of means oh I can attend that workshop. When you hear the acronym STEM what do you think of? I suppose I think of the interconnectedness of us all really and how we're addressing that now and how we're learning about it. It's very okay. empowering. Um, so today is a STEAM event and STEAM is obviously different to STEM because there's an A. What there's do you think A. the A is for? What do you think oh it means? God. This is me being an English teacher and I like to think of it as the arts and the creativity and what human beings can bring to the whole thing because you don't want it to go down, totally down the technological, as scientific aspect. There's plenty of room for, for all our subjects in there. Yeah, so drawing the human level up to the up surface to of the yeah, STEM all kind the of time. discipline. You don't want to put it in a box and think it's just for science and maths and technology. You have to widen it out. You have to include the whole of the, the human endeavours and creativity. We will now hear from Dr James Lovett in conversation with Anya Woods, team leader for STEAM. James is the head of the School of STEM Education, Innovation and Global Studies in DCU. Let's hear what he had to say to Anya when they spoke about the acronyms STEM and STEAM. Do you think that sometimes the word STEM is not appreciated as including things like sustainability? What do you think people's perception are, like the general public, when they hear the word STEM? Yeah, STEM is a funny one. It's, it's one of those that I'm excited by and also dread in some regards, because it's, it's really 
it is interpreted very differently by dif by many people, depending on your background and depending on your, I suppose, your agenda. In some regards, you know, if you're from the applied sciences, it's often just the separate four, uh, science, technology, engineering and maths, the four disciplines. And, you know, I think it originated in, was it the NSF National Science Foundation in the States in terms of a funding acronym, you know, and it's become and it's expanded into this larger thing. And it's, it's, I suppose it's been a great marketing exercise and, you know, most parents will have heard about it as well, the different STEM reports. And so there's, there's very different perspectives on it. I mean, in the education world, there's a lot of contention around it because I suppose people are protective about their own different areas. They, they say, you yeah. know, I'm science, I'm maths, I'm engineering, I'm technology. And, you know, the discipline is important. And there's a fear that sometimes by pushing into a STEM space, there's a perception that it's all meant to be integrated at the cost of the disciplines. So, you know, and then there's people who talk about integrated STEM and then there's people who talk about integration in general. And so there's there's lots of different perspectives and I suppose misunderstandings but misunderstanding is probably the wrong term in the sense that it isn't really defined and it depends on what walk of life and what space you're in. Uh, so it, it's it's a challenging one. What it has done really, really well, it has promoted uh, STEM. Uh, and it's funny, I nearly said science because obviously my That's own perspective is from science. So when I look at it that way. Uh, and there, there's more of a focus on it. And I think that's that's great. There's more people engaging in STEM subjects. And uh, so for that side of it, I think it's really good. But there does need to be, I suppose, a conversation around what it means. Or maybe it's a case that as people talk about it, they have to almost define what, what they mean by it. Or when they're in that situation to kind of talk, well, from this perspective of them or STEM education as well. And like that's a whole different space. And even people confuse STEM and STEM education as yeah. different things. So there's there's many identities within STEM. And I think that's kind of the way I look at it. And and some people are very open to it. And but some people, as I said, it can be quite protective about different spaces. Also, James, do you think too that there is can sometimes be a presumption of shared understanding? Absolutely. Be it in how people use the word in business terms, how ministers use it, that there is a presumption that what I'm thinking, everybody else is thinking. And then to take that back a step further, because at your level, you're a third level and you're you're talking about the disciplines. But there is a further complication when you come back to second level, where there are specific subjects that are science, technology, engineering and maths. Do you think that that adds another layer of complication where there are subjects aligned to the, the letters of the acronym rather than the thinking of disciplines? Yeah, well, there's kind of, but the thinking of disciplines and the subjects is quite similar in, in, in many regards, but it, it does pose that challenge of how people understand it. And I absolutely think people assume that everyone is thinking the same as they are when they are talking about it. It's almost like inquiry-based learning and discovery learning. And you come across, you know, Paul Kirshner's criticisms of inquiry-based learning. But then when you start reading his criticisms, you kind of go, that's not the inquiry I identify yeah. with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not what I'm talking about. So actually, labels are challenges. There's a lot of generalizations come around labels. And it is that, uh, you know, I've been told several times, oh, you're STEM. And I'm kind of going, what does that mean? I don't know what that means in terms of your interpretation of what STEM is. So that, that's, I suppose, where the frustration comes across a little bit. And it's a funny one as well in, in the sense that, you know, parts of STEM has, in some walks, it's been reduced to skills. It's not even the disciplines. 
it, yes. you know, what are the transferable skills within STEM? And so when some people talk about STEM, they talk about skills only and, and not the discipline. So there's all those tensions and complexities within it. And, and I think that does cause, I suppose, challenges in terms of how you're going to go forward with STEM or and all of us are going to go forward with STEM and in STEAM as well in the future. And that brings us neatly to, you know, STEAM and STEAM in the future. And we had experienced exactly what you talked about now to the extent that we had to write a paper to say what we meant by STEAM in junior cycle, because even in our STEAM in junior cycle, the A was in a bracket or in parentheses. This idea of STEAM, there is a lot of hostility around it. And there's also, again, it's very open to interpretation. So one of the things that it is generally we've heard people say is, oh, yes, the A is the arts and that's about creativity. Just do you believe that there is creativity in STEM or do we need the arts to awaken creativity in that area? Mm -hmm. That's a difficult question. Well, yeah. it isn't a bit in the sense that I would see science as a creative subject, but also, you know, digital learning in terms of design, technology, uh, maths, you know, theorems forms coming up that requires a creativity. I think all STEM subjects are creative subjects and you don't necessarily need the arts to make scientists or mathematicians or engineers creative. Just look at what's yeah. being designed in our current climate because of the necessity of change. There's been so many products developed. That wasn't the arts. That was the, the technologists, the engineers, the scientists, the mathematicians working together to create these. I'd never thought about the arts coming in in the context of creativity. I'd always more thought about it in the context of, in some ways, humanity. And, and that's the way it had been put in in terms of the ethics and the morality of some of, of the STEM areas. But I um, really, that, that's really nice to hear. We come from the arts and humanities side. Do you think that's a problem? That we, that's what us scientists do. We try to justify it in terms of ethics. Yeah, it's a funny one. It's it's one of those that I think there's a balance needed. But the, but there is a, I suppose, whether it's a kind of a stereotypical view of scientists, that scientists don't think ethically and morally and they're just going to go off and create things that they shouldn't be creating. And, <laughs> uh, and I think, and creating things for, I suppose, then economic reasons and things just to sell products and I suppose that's kind of links into the creativity because that can direct where the creative forces go but I, I would see the arts as more a rounding of society for me I think it's more about integrated learning and, and and I think the rounder term is more reflective about what happens in I suppose what my perceived view of STEAM is and I think an integrated learning aspect of it doesn't give any preference to other areas and I think even in the STEAM acronym there still tends to be a perception that well STEM is more important than the A is an add-on and so I, I, I'd be more inclined for people who are I suppose looking at STEAM to ask themselves well, what are you trying to get out of it can you define why you are going down that road and if you can define what you are getting out of it well then maybe look at the label and see if the label matches and I think integrated learning is probably a, a better capture of why people would be engaging within STEAM education. In our final piece, we will hear from Dr. David King, Education Officer for the National Council for Curriculum and former JCT Science Team Leader. Here he speaks with Anya Woods about the barriers and challenges that may arise from using acronyms. 
Let's talk about STEAM and junior cycle. First of all, let's think about it in the more general sense. Can you tell me about acronyms in general, about the acronym STEM? What's your feeling on them? I guess my feeling is that I suppose it's what people see when they see the acronym and then I guess what I see when I see the acronym. So I think what people see when they see the acronym STEM is they see the meaning of the four letters, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, as in what they stand for. And sometimes they see them as subjects, which both of which I would disagree with. What I see as the potential of the acronym is how the disciplines that are represented by those letters interact with each other. Would you just like to expand on that a little bit more? I guess part of its intention as an acronym would be to connect areas and to look at that idea of a connected experience of, edu- of learning, whereas oftentimes an acronym like that can create barriers. And by trying to clarify what's included in an acronym, by the virtue of seeing what's included, you also exclude it in the same way. So I think sometimes the acronym can create barriers. So I guess what I'm talking about is in terms of the interplay of the acronym is the potential of STEM as a way of thinking and embedding of STEM cultures as as a way of thinking and seeing and doing within the world. I think it's about interplay of the different disciplines. I suppose one of the challenges we have um, in terms of the way we see STEM and in the way the school uh, structures organize, I guess what we would call a STEM area, is that we might see it as some bit of stuff done in science class, some bit of stuff done in maths, uh, oftentimes a disregard for technology and engineering, whereas what I would be seeing as the potential of the acronym would be a combined way of knowing and seeing the world. So when we look across areas, whether we're asking students to solve problems or generate solutions or consider evidence, we're asking them to know and see the world using creativity, using imagination, cultivating dissent, collaborating, all those different things. And, And those things don't necessarily fall within just science or just maths. I think another thing that connects STEM as an acronym and realizing this potential is that idea of being a, a part of a community of practice. Okay. And I'm really interested in a lot of what you're saying there about the overplay, about things mapping into each other, about them not being part of subject silos, but also that STEM is a whole way of being. Is that correct? Is that what I'm interpreting? It's not just about content. It's not about just the confines of each discipline. STEM itself, the interaction between the disciplines is as important as what happens within the disciplines. Would that be a correct interpretation? I think so, Ali, and I'm always very conscious when I say it that oftentimes when you talk in this way, it can almost sound like you're speaking with a disregard for disciplines or maybe even interpret as disregard for subjects. That isn't true. Like, like subject disciplines are really important and they are different for very specific reasons. But I think to realize potential of an acronym as opposed to create barriers in an acronym, as you said, it, it's about a way of being and knowing and seeing. We read a lot in terms of trying to clarify our own thinking around STEAM and Junior Cycle and STEM as well. And one of the things that really sticks with me is that this idea of trying to embed STEM cultures, okay? And first of all, just to be really clear, that doesn't mean highlighting science, technology, engineering, and maths above all else. To get real evidence of what a STEM culture looks like is actually quite a hard thing to get a metric on. But a lot of the literature points to the idea that you'll see changes in the way that students think. That's one of the things that is, is a fairly good metric of STEM cultures. I love that about the way that students think. But you're talking about it as if it is a rather complex thing. 
didn't we complicate it even further by adding in the A? Was that not bring more confusion to the issue or what do you feel about that? Of course we complicated it further. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose when we started off on this journey, we didn't necessarily start off, if I'm being completely honest, like we didn't start off even with STEM. We started off with this idea of, of wanting to connect and have a meaningful connection of learning in an area or in junior cycling with that that's what we started off with like meaningful connected learning for students that wasn't that that wasn't duplicated or replicated within silos and in different classrooms and uh, so the rather than losing meaning within places that the meaning was connected and i guess in our reading and our thinking around it we came to that idea that a more inclusive something with a broader appeal and a deeper relevance would be the concept of steam and i think we had a very strong rationale for why we wanted it to be steam rather than stem a lot of the reading around stem ultimately like when you think about stem and, I, and i'm not going to speak about specific areas but in a lot of different areas when you think about stem it's about solving problems oftentimes it's about solving problems using science and our maths and one of the things that struck both of us when we were looking through this was the whole idea that STEM solutions and STEM innovations help us to advance society. But one of the things that we always fell short in trying to understand in uh, researching it was, okay, so we, we talk about we can advance society, we can come up with new inventions, we can develop innovations and ideas for solving problems. But the question is, should we? And what does that say about our sense and understanding of society? What does that say about our, our sense of understanding of like what it actually means to be human? And really, that that for us was where an integration of the arts in STEM, we felt was a significant value because ultimately when you think about STEM innovations, um, and I'm not just in school, I'm talking about in industry and enterprise. When you think about STEM innovations and STEM ideas, ultimately it's humans that make those decisions and it's humans that are impacted by those decisions. So when we think of areas like, for example, that we have the creativity and the innovations and the, the technology now to say, for example, map genomes and to gene immunotherapy, customized medications, personalized medical transmission into the body, things like that. That needs to be situated in a broader societal conversation about uh, what is the impact of these things on the nature of our human populations, the nature of our societies. What does it say about what we value as a species and what we value of other species on the planet? So I think that aspect of our own humanity comes into it. And I think it really comes to the fore when you do think about those bigger issues of the challenges of our time. No? I'd like to harp back to something that you said there, because it leads me nicely to the next area. So I agree with your recollection of the situation that we didn't come at this to develop a STEAM or STEM initiative. We saw the potential of junior cycle reform for providing a deeper learning experience for students. So can you just elaborate a little bit more on the potential that we saw within, for example, learning outcomes and specifications, Mm. autonomy for school? Can you give us a little bit of your insight into that? For me, it comes back to the idea of a student-centered curriculum. And like the reality is children don't see the world separated into subjects. They don't see it as this bit is related to science, this bit is related to maths and so on and so forth. And likewise, when scientists, engineers, mathematicians, artists, when they're um, trying to develop innovations or solve problems or come up with new ways of thinking, they're not held within a specific discipline. I mean, if you want to check the truth of that, like, I mean, ask any person who's an engineer. I mean, I had a student who started off being a mechanical engineer, a past student of mine, and he would now describe himself as a bioengineer, you know? So like there is no such thing as separation into pure disciplines. So I think that idea of 
a student-centered curriculum which is focused on how they want to know the world and engage with the world. And I think ways of knowing is where those nice interplays happen between the arts and with STEM. That for me is, was sort of the, the spirit of what we wanted to capture with this initiative. This now concludes our first episode of the STEAM podcast. We hope that it has given our listeners some insight into the variety of interpretations of the acronym STEM and STEAM. We also hope that they will now consider their own interpretation of STEAM and what STEAM thinking and STEAM learning may look like in their own classrooms. I would like to thank the teachers and students of Lusk Community College, our teacher contributors, Rob, Elizabeth and Mary. I would also like to acknowledge the time that was given to us by Dr. James Lovish and Dr. David King. Thank you for listening. For more information about the STEAM and Junior Cycle Initiative, please visit our website www.jct.ie forward slash STEAM or follow us on Twitter. We can be found at JCTSteam. For more podcasts from Junior Cycle Talks, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify or anywhere you listen to your podcasts.